So Lance. Yo. Happy New Year to you, man. Happy New Year to you and happy New Year to all the listeners. Yes, indeed. Yo, Lloyd. What's up, man? Happy New Year to you, man. Happy New Year to you. <laughs> you are tuned into the Coach in the Culture podcast. I am Coach Frank, joined as uh, as always with my son, my partner, the co-host of this podcast, Lance Gardner, owner proprietor of Yes Trees. Always got to throw that in there, right? Uh, what's happening, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. We haven't been on here and. <clears throat> We're going to, uh, we had a two week holiday hiatus. Yes. Um, but while we've had time to spend with the family and relax, the uh, Timberwolves have not. Um, they, they've played about 10 games since we talked last. So they've been staying busy, but, um, you know, they get paid a lot more than we do. So they got, they, they got to sacrifice a couple things. They, they are in their season. That is for certain. That is for certain. So, man. Did you get a bunch of stuff? This is what I want to know. Before we talk about the Timberwolves, did you get a bunch of stuff that you can't wear, your wife can't wear, and the human that's going to wear this stuff is not even uh, in the world yet? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, many reasons. One being that uh, majority of our friends and family uh, don't celebrate <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> um, and if they do, I'm just going to keep it real. Like I said, these wolves get paid a lot more than we do. So uh, <laughs> we're limited. Yes, yes. Well, I'm sure that will change shortly. That tends to happen when new family comes into the world, Matt. Um, yes, baby so shower, baby shower. That, that's, yeah. that's when we'll be yeah. getting some gifts. Yes. Um, and Mr. Mr. Coop, how was your, your New Year's Eve with the family? Did you do anything in, in particular that was uh, exciting? Not at all. You didn't go down, <laughs> you, you didn't go downtown and you know yuck it up and, 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 and do the New Year thing with the Cosmopolitans? Nah, I would have an invite to play poker. <laughs> That wouldn't have been bad. <laughs> that wouldn't have been bad at all. It was the missus was uh, a whole nother. She was on a whole nother plane. She was falling asleep early, and I was like, "Man, I guess we in for the." <laughs> <laughs> See, man, to, to be a uh, a Timberwolves fan and podcast host, it, it clearly is a lifestyle that you know they just require all of our time, effort, and energy. So. <laughs> um, you know it's it's a, it's a common trend here a common theme that uh, all three of us all we do is sit inside every day and talk and watch Timberwolves <laughs> yeah and and I know I was looking forward to watching them at New York on New Year's Eve if for no other reason I wanted to see who went out partying and who stayed in the hotel room <laughs> um, so so I was curious to see how the Timberwolves would play in that particular game. And, uh, yeah, they didn't exactly start the year with the bang. It was a let down, a little depressing. And right now, 24, they need to get it together because they've lost three out of four games uh, to start the new year. And and so. Yeah, I, they, they have. Um, 
I think that it's funny because as we've talked about this 16 game stretch now for weeks, um, maybe even months, um, you know, the, the number was eight and eight. And we talked about right. how, how people, people that don't understand how r- difficult the stretch is going to be were thinking that, you know, that's underachieving. How can you expect the best team in the West to go eight and eight? Like that's, that's a failure. Um, and we talked about it multiple times that that's not a failure. Um, understanding the teams in the NBA and understanding at this point mid season, um, there's a lot of things that are going to come up. Um, and it was going to be a test for the Wolves. And obviously we hope for better than eight and eight, but, um, it was kind of a realistic goal that we had set. And that's kind of where we're at right now with two games left. And we're still above that eight and eight number. And hopefully we don't start the year, you know, one and what would that be? One and five. Well, here, what I was to say, here's, here's, here's the thing. So yes, we said a couple weeks before they came into this stretch that if they finished this stretch eight and eight, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, but it sure is a different eight and eight when you're looking at, you know, let's say that is the case. That would mean they would have lost five out of six games. That's very real and very possible considering their next two games is a back-to-back at Orlando and at Boston. So, you know, all of a sudden, 8-8 eight and eight doesn't really feel so good when you've lost five out of six. And, you know, right now you're scoring, you know, 106, 106, 106 in all of your losses. I'm sorry, 108 tonight. So 108, 106, 106 in all of your losses, you're 122 in your wins. And that's not really a good eight and eight, you know. And I and I think as 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 players and coaches, you're like, okay, it's the ebbs and flow of a long season. But there were some things that kind of transpired down the stretch of tonight's game that uh, I, it's a little worrisome. It's a little bit worrisome. Um as they start to go forward? I I think it is. I can be worrisome, but I also think that these are moments that I would rather be going through now um, and have the whole second half of the season to kind of correct. Um, one of the major things that I was pretty visible tonight that Anthony Edwards in the end of the game was, was pretty upset. Um, there was a play once... Uh, tonight being the Mavericks and Timberwolves game, they lost 115 to 108. Um, and it was a, it was a great, it was a really good game. Um, and, and we talked about it before we got on here. Um, Luca and Kyrie just made more so Kyrie, uh, made those big shots at the end of game. Um, and Ant was relatively hot to start the fourth quarter and even it midway through the fourth quarter, um and when the wolves needed a shot um they called a play for cat a couple times um, who had made a couple shots but um ended up missing the the two or three that they called for him to end the game and ant was was visibly upset um even to the point where um Kyrie <clears throat> took a three to take the lead cat missed a three to try to tie the game and then on that next possession um it looked like ant just completely gave up playing defense, um, which led to a wide open dunk down the middle of the lane from Derrick Jones Jr. Um, and then at the end of the game, just walked off the court, um, no handshakes, no nothing uh, with the other team even, and just went straight to the locker room um, and, and 
understandably he didn't get a single shot off in the last two minutes i think um, and so that that's something that is definitely going to be addressed and talked about um i think that he's one to not hold his emotions back and he's going to let it be known um and i and i say all that to say it's the middle of the year here um and i'd i'd rather go through this understanding that you're going to have these moments and these lessons to be learned um, and dealt with as a team, and they're going to need to figure it out if they want to continue being that championship contender team. Um, and this is the first time all season that they've really had, you know, as we talked about, there's going to be um, downs, there's going to be uh, um, challenges that, that come up, and this is going to be one of them, and it's going to be really interesting to see how they respond. Yeah, I, I do think this is one that, you know, you're, it's very curious as to the small amount of shots, the the none shot, the zero amount of shots that Ant got coming down the stretch. Um, I, yeah, a couple plays not being called for Cat. I mean, for Ant and and, and being called for Cat. Look, Cat's making two hundred fifty million dollars to make those threes. He's got to make those threes. I think it's a combination of all of that 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 had Ant upset. I think it was I think the Rudy turnover back to him probably had as much to do is you know with his anger as anything. They just didn't execute down the stretch, whether it was making shots or getting a shot, and you're going against a couple guys in Kyrie and Luca that are big time shot makers. You know, and makes the great block. Great block. You can't play any better defense than that on the best ball handler and shot creator in the league. Yeah, no. So I think that, you know, he, he's just, he really wanted that win. I think some things transpired he's probably upset about. But, you know, it is it is what it is. At the end it of the is, day, but they got to go to Orlando and they have to go to Boston, and they have to figure out how they're going to score points. And I think the way that they're going to have to score points is Jaden McDaniels. Yeah, he's definitely going to have to play a part in that. He's, he's, I mean, we talked about it. He's averaging 11 points, uh, 10.8 points a game, um, and two rebounds, which you have a 6'9, I think he is, 6'8, 6'9 and probably one of the most athletic players on the court at all times, um, averaging two rebounds a game. And that's something that's been, uh, you know, a talking point of Jaden McDaniels' his entire career. And this is the worst rebounding he's uh, numbers he's had since he started after receiving the money that he did. Yeah. His three-point percentage is low. Um, him overall as a player is it's he's he's struggling and you know the Wolves overall scoring you know cat the last 10 games since we you know did this podcast last is down to shooting 29 percent from three um under 50 percent from the field um and Jaden McDaniels is you know we talked about him needing to score more and then also um, you know, kind of questioning why Troy Brown's numbers or minutes have decreased after he had a really good stretch um, in the few games that um, he got his opportunity once Shake Milton's numbers went down. And so it's there's 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 a few things going on right now with the Wolves. 
Um, and it's something that I think, you know, Chris Finch is going to really, really have to assess and see what he can, what, how he can get more out of these guys. And, and, and Jaden, you know, I, I really think, I think with Jaden, a lot of it is just mental. And it seems like when he's, when he doesn't make a shot or something, he, he, he drops his head a lot, um, which is something that I was <laughs> accustomed to in my playing days. And so I can see that. And when something, um, when he makes a shot, it seems like he, <laughs> he's, he's, it seems like he's in his, in his head quite a bit. Um, and they need him to be able to just go out there and play. Um, and so there's 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 quite a few things. Like I said, this is one of the the first real challenges that the Wolves have faced this entire season. Um, going eight and six, and like you said, losing these last three out of four games. Um, and yes, the quality of teams are better than what they've been playing all year, and players teams have been playing with all of their stars, which is another thing that we talked about. The Wolves got a lot of wins with teams that didn't have their all their their starters or their 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 all stars right. um, in the lineup. Right. And so now they're having to go against those guys and and quite honestly they're just not getting enough scoring um outside of Ant. And like I said, these last ten games, Kent has only been averaging eighteen. Before that he was up to, I think he was averaging twenty three, twenty four. So um, you know, their their scoring is it was already an issue and it's actually gotten worse over these last eight games. Right. Right. And and I look at it, you know, when I think about just the 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 math of the game and what you if you're optimizing each player, if every player is kind of playing at the optimum of their role, um, that position, that three position, you need a player in that position that it can give you 15 to 20 points a game. Because the way this team is constructed, you know Cat's generally going to be, you know, he's averaging 18 a game and he's slumping a little bit. So, you know, you know he's generally going to be around 20 a game. And when he's really going well, you know, pushing close to 25. Um, you, you know Ant's going to be in that, you know, 27 to 32, 33 range most nights. Um, and you know you're going to get a combination out of, Mike and Rudy, you know, you're between the two of them for what they do well and then how they play well together and off each other and that chemistry that they have, you can count on that as certain things that you can go to to get points throughout the course of a game. Even when Nas is playing well off the bench, they're not always putting up, you know, high numbers when Nas is scoring high off the bench. Uh, but if you're not going to have a high scoring bench, you need points out of all of your starters. Um, and the way they're constructed, they need Jaden to be consistently in the 15 to 20 point range every night. Every night. And he needs to be in the four to five rebounds per game every night, and he's being paid to do that. At bare minimum, 15 and four should be the floor for Jaden McDaniels. And right now he's averaging, what do we say, a little over 10? He's averaging on 10.8. So he's averaging 11 points a game, and they're averaging 113 points a game. You know, there's your there's your one seventeen. One seventeen wins tonight, by the way. Yep. You know, and then 
and, and and you got what you needed out of Ant tonight. You got what you needed out of Cat in terms of what you need him to supply. Now, what it came down to is because you didn't get that what you needed from Jaden, um, because you didn't get that, now Cat and Ant are in a shooting gallery with Kyrie and Luca. And I think we can all agree that Cat and Ant are, you know, outstanding they they are all-stars whether they make the all-star team or not their numbers are all-star numbers um but Kyrie and Luca is a tall order <laughs> you know to yeah me. they both shot um they both shot over they were both about 50 percent combined 50 percent from the field and about 60 percent from three so <laughs> uh Kyrie and Luca yeah, so, you know, on a night where Kyrie and Luca are on their A game and Cat and Ant tried to match them, you need it from other places because, you know, that's why Kyrie and Luca are where Kyrie and Luca are and Cat and Ant are trying to be at that level. But I think in any in any metric <laughs> uh, in terms of, of who, who would you want in a shootout, Mm hmm. Hey, Kyrie and Luca. Yeah, and it's, it is, you know, we're halfway through the year, and, and we talked about it on the last podcast. How Mike Conley said they still haven't unlocked their full potential. There's still so much more with this team. Um, and it's, it's, it's frustrating, um, seeing this team only score 100, you know, over the last 10 games that they're averaging less than, they got to be in the range of about 110. Um, and you know, maybe even a little bit less. There's a lot of, a lot of games where they're under 110. Um, well, they, they've scored, they've scored under 110 points three of their last four games. They've lost three of their last four games. Yeah. And yeah. you just, you, you, you understand that this team has so much talent, even on the offensive end. Yeah. Their team defensively is, is what we've obviously been their staple, but offensively they have, they have ability all over the court. Um, and it just seems like they're not, they still haven't had a night where they just, everyone was making shots and they put up 140 points. Well, here you like, go. Here you go. In this stretch, since December 11th, which is when they started this stretch of games, yep. in their losses, they have scored over 110 once. And that was the game they got blown out by Philadelphia. So a lot of that was garbage time because that game was garbage time for <laughs> much of the second half. Um, <laughs> and, and feeling like all of the fourth quarter. Uh, so 107 against the Pelicans, 106 against the Thunder, 106 against the Knicks. 106 against the Pelicans, 108 tonight against the Mavericks. So what that tells you is, and like you said, in that time, Ant's averaging 30, right? And Cat's averaging 18, 18, right? In that time. So you're still getting nearly 50 points a game between those two players. Can you, I, I'm not sure exactly if you're able to do it quickly or not, but can you, 
possibly look at the amount of shots Ant is taking to get those numbers. Um, because one of the things that I talked about before is yes, Ant's numbers have increased. You know, he's average. He's scored thirty or more in the last eight games now, or something like something. No, not that. That's not correct. Um, but he's his numbers have gone up significantly um, in points per game, and the teams, as we just talked about, result um, wins and losses has has gone down, um, and so just watching it seems like. Um, Ant's taking a lot more shots. It's a lot more um, iso ball for Ant and less team involvement, um, which was a huge part in why the Wolves even got to this point was they were sharing the ball. I mean, Ant was only averaging, I think, 24 points when they until this stretch started, um, and now he's up over 30 in that stretch, and the team is, is not doing nearly as well. Well... I'll say this much. I don't think I'm looking at it. I don't think that his shots per game has gone up drastically. I do think that his um, free throw attempts per game are going up. Um, I don't really think yet. And he's no, he's not. I mean, he's not taking 30 shots in the game. In the games that he has taken, a lot of shots, he shot it extremely well. 14 for 23s and 15 for 25s. He's just kind of, you know, yeah, he hasn't shot it a lot. I think he's probably taking a lot of ISO shots, but he's making a high percentage. <laughs> so, you know, you got you to gotta live with that. Again, that other score they need has to be Jaden. And if, if it's not Jaden, then they're going to have to trade for someone um, that can do that, and that puts them in a tough situation because I think the only people that you could trade that's going to bring back that 20-point-per-game guy um, that is anywhere near of a two-way player, the only people you could trade is Nas or Jaden. Right? So... Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know yeah. that you could trade a combination of, like, Kyle. I mean, well, I take that back. I take that back. You know, you could you could decide to put Leonard Miller in a deal. Like I think that if you put Kyle and Leonard Miller and a second in a deal, you might be able to get a player. But again, who, who, like we're now we're going into now we're going into probably a whole nother podcast and when we probably need to prep for much more than we did this one. But um, you know, I I don't know where you go get that player without really upsetting the apple cart because. That player is a very significant role. And on top of that, Jaden's 23. So, you know, may, maybe somehow, some way, somebody has to have a conversation with him that says, yo, we need you to be, we need you to be a sniper now. We need you to be we need you to be locked in. Because and I feel like they've I feel like you need Andrew out. Wiggins in that spot, like good Andrew Wiggins. Not bad Andrew Wiggins. You know what right. I'm saying? They like they they need like Andrew Wiggins was playing for the Warriors in the year they won the championship. Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, yeah. they uh someone it, it looks to me like somebody just needs to light a fire somehow, some way. They need to get him like you know, he he got a very nice payday for not really proving anything. Right, he got paid on potential, so now you got to earn your potential. Right, and someone, and you know, that can go one of two ways. That that money is guaranteed. So, um, as we've seen with Andrew Andrew Wiggins, it it takes the right situation, the right 
coach, the right people to light that fire. But somebody has to do it for Jaden McDaniels because, again, they, enough said for me is two rebounds a game. Well, and he's had some good nights, and usually when he's had good nights, they've won. And so that tells you something else. You know, like he's – and, yes, he's got a difficult job. You're chasing Kyrie and Luka around all night long, but, you know, that's – But he's not he, even doing that playing. because he's constantly in foul trouble. His contract didn't pay him just to be a really good defender. No. His contract paid him to blossom into a, you know, uh, borderline all-star quality two-way player. And you said it, there's spurts. There's spurts where he does. There's spurts where he looks really good. There's spurts where he's knocking down threes. He's attacking the basket. But, and it, you know, part- Andrew Andrew Wiggins is a great comparison because we saw a lot of spurts of that, too, and it just never f- came to fruition here. And, and there's, you know, he's only 23, so he's got to grow into that role. The thing that, you know, the Timberwolves have to decide and I'm not advocating for trading him. I'm just talking about in terms of how they use their personnel and if they trade someone else, what type of player they bring in um, because they have to decide is that is the lack of productivity for what they need from that position, not just that role, that position, because Nikhil is doing his role, you know, and so when Nikhil comes in and plays that corner position or when he comes in and plays the game, he's doing his role. They need the role that is that small forward, quote-unquote, spot on this team to be a role similar to what Jalen Brown can do for, you know, Boston. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if you were to look at, like, Boston, you know, if you were to say, you know, Cat is the Wolves' Porzingis, so to speak, you know, and and you know, obviously, Ant is the Wolves sort of Tatum, so to speak. Who who who's the Jalen Brown role, right? And that's what they need Jaden McDaniels to be. And then you know, you really that allows everybody. You know, Jaden McDaniels scores, you know, fifteen to twenty points tonight. They went. What did he score tonight? He had two points. No, he had eight. Jaden? No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong game. Yeah, it's correct. So it's <laughs> 8 for 10 from the field and 0 for 5 from 3. There you have it. You know what I mean? And you can have a bad night, but here's the thing. And I'm just going to keep it real. As a coach and as a player, if you have zero free throw attempts, three rebounds, In two points, I mean, that's beyond a bad game. That's a non-physical game. That's a game where you 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 play to like you didn't do anything. And it's not like he didn't take the shots. He went one for ten. So I get it. Everybody has a bad night, but you got to find a way to get to the free throw line. You got to find a way to get some offensive rebounds and some putbacks. Like you have to find a way to contribute. If he gets in double figures, they win. Not even if he gets in if he gets that fifteen to twenty, they win handily. <laughs> Over the last four games, <clears throat> Jaden McDaniels is averaging one point three rebounds. 
in 32 minutes a game. And that's including a nice effort against the Rockets with three. (laughs) Look, I talked about it. I talked about it at the beginning of, you know, of, of, of the, uh, season like his activity level is the barometer his activity level is the barometer they lose at new york by six eight points one rebound if he gets to 15 they win i mean you know just the the math of it yep and and you know if you haven't if you haven't played ball and you and you more so listen or or a fan um you understand or don't understand that getting involved and going and and like the the fire needs to be lit like it the when you're involved when you're when you're <laughs> that's the perfect word for it when you're involved in the game the chances of you making shots are going to go up if you are just Floating, moving, floating, <laughs> um, as I was told for many years, um, you're not as locked in. You're not as you're, 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 it's, it's just a difference. And it seems like with, with two rebounds, you're, you're not going after the ball. You're not being aggressive. You're not being active. You just, I mean, what are you, what are you really doing? It is really hard to play 33 minutes as he did against the Pelicans and be 6'10", maybe even 6'11", and super athletic and get zero rebounds. Like, that. that that's almost a conscious effort. <laughs> like, seriously, yeah. it is, it, like, the ball didn't bounce in your direction and you anticipated that it might do that, and so you moved to it, be, like, not once in 33 minutes. That's... You know, and another he's, one, like, he's, he's, like on the surface, it's like five or 10, 11 points, but zero free throws, zero rebounds. And, you know, that's the night where they need him to get 20. If if if, if he gets 20, they're right there. If it gets, if it gets 20, it's a two-point game. Three out of the last four games, he's had zero free throws. And I'm not saying this like because I, I think Jaden McDaniels has all the potential in the world. But right now, if this team is number one in the West in 2024, that means we have moved into the new year. That means a lot of things getting ready to start happening. Um, you know, all star breaks, trade deadlines, stretch run. It's you know, we're we're getting toward the midpoint of January here, and you're right. The Wolves are struggling on offense. Um, they need that position to produce, and that, in a lot of ways, solves the offensive problems. That position has to be more than starting at ten points and two rebounds a game. Simple as that. Yep. Three point blank, and, and to the point where if I'm Chris Finch. And maybe even Tim Conley, we got to sit down and have a conversation because we can't just count on what we need to do to win games against mediocre teams because in the playoffs, you're going against stars. 
you're going against you're going against Kyrie and Luca in the playoffs. And on the flip side, you say, well, he had a, an, an anomaly night shooting. Yes, I agree with that. But again, that underscores the fact that if he's not shooting well, and I give him credit, he's cut down on his fouls, but he's still guarding people that is going to score 30 points or 25 points. He's guarding, when you're guarding the Kyries and the Lucas, you have to produce on both ends in all phases of the game. Yeah, and it seems to me like, and maybe you've seen differently, but it seems to me like with him having, you know, cutting back on fouls a little bit, um, he is less aggressive and his defense is not as stifling. I don't know. I thought he played really good defense tonight. I I, I feel like I thought he played really good defense against Houston. I, I feel like um, he's guarding guys <laughs> that are going to get 25 to 35, no matter how good a defense he plays. It's as a being able to play the team defense to be able to get those key and important stops. And for a while they had it going tonight. Like they they had a 106 to 103. They had a 106 to 102 lead, right? Um then and then Dallas got the and one and then Kyrie went for back to back trays. Um that's all thanks to Anthony Edwards. And then he stopped getting opportunities to score. Yes, and I and I we yeah we've talked about that. I'm just saying it wasn't like you know it wasn't like Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels weren't able to put the clamps down on Luca and Kyrie during that important stretch. The Wolves stopped scoring, and yes, we can say it's because they took the ball out of Ant's hands, and you know to a certain extent, yes, not completely i guess ant also could have made different decisions he made the pass to cat for the top of the key so i think ant if nothing else is being coachable he also threw the ball into rudy and then uh on the roll no was that mike no yeah that was ant that that threw it to rudy yeah on the roll and so you know i think he's trying to make the right play um But you're not in that situation if you're getting what you're what you need to get from that small forward spot. And I, I don't think I don't think not fouling affected Jaden's defense because I thought that in the fourth quarter, for a good stretch of that quarter before it fell apart in the last couple of minutes, I thought he played great defense and I thought he was able to play great defense because he wasn't in foul trouble. And that's the key for Jaden is if the guys I'm guard, um, guarding are going to score 30 points anyway, can I hold them to six in the fourth quarter? Can I hold those guys that the, the other team is counting on scoring 10 to 12 in the fourth quarter? Can I hold them to four? Can I hold them to five? And you can't do that if you're playing with five fouls in the fourth quarter. You know, so I I just think that they need him to be more. That simple. I think they need like you need to be able to offset the fact that there's certain stops you're not going to get with consistency scoring on the other end. You need to be a 15 to 20 point a game score if you're going to be a starter in that position on a team that has serious aspirations. He's got it. He's got so, 
yesterday. We can't. He can't wait till next year. He's got to be that guy yesterday because this team is it, it. This team has shown it has the power to play. You know, they're number one in the West at the yeah. end of the day. So, and we knew this stretch was going to be tough. We'll see how the next two days, you know, the next two games go at Orlando, at Boston. Are they competitive? Do they come down to the wire? Do they get one of these games? What what type of Timberwolves team is going to show up? And I think a lot of the answer to that question is going to be, you know, are they, what do they give defensively, but also how does the offense complement that defense? And they need Jaden McDaniels to score 20 points. And I, yep. if, if James Daniel scores twenty points and Ant and Cat stay consistent to what they did tonight, I, I would put a lot of money down that the Timberwolves probably won. I don't care if it's at Orlando or at Boston. If he gets twenty points and five rebounds, I would agree with that. Five rebounds. I don't remember the last time he did that. Um, oh, um, but like that's the level of activity they need. All five guys in that starting lineup to be playing with. Oh, a hundred percent. And I, you know, even if it's anywhere between 15 to 20, um, is what I, is what I think he needs to score. And yes, his rebounds need to go up and he's got, and, and I, I see, you know, we all see it in him. It's just, it's, it's getting him motivated to, to do it. However you do that. And, and he got a lot of money. So hopefully that doesn't, <laughs> um, and here, here's the thing. I know it seems like, you know, I know it seems like we're kind of bashing on Jade McDaniels, but at the end of the day, like we just did an episode called Here Comes Slim Mac, our last episode, right? And they were winning and he was playing well. And we were, and so we was giving him in his props. And now they're losing, and guess who's not playing well? Yeah. And they won in this stretch. Guess who played well? Yeah. And it's, it's, the numbers don't lie, and so yeah, we're you could call it bashing. I I think that's exactly what we're doing because he's not playing, he's not he's not playing nearly what he's capable of, what he's being paid to, and what he has played before. Um, it's just it doesn't it doesn't look good. His numbers do not look good, and he's not the only issue as an offense. They got to figure some things out. There's some figure some things out off the bench, but tonight I thought was. You know, to bring it full circle tonight, I thought was indicative or uh, an indicator, yeah, of a team that, okay, we can go toe to toe with some major stars, but that they're a little bit higher, ma- more major stars than you know, a, a, a more of a higher major star than our guys are, and that's to take nothing away from Ant and Cat, but we're talking about Luca and Kyrie, you and know, I- so, so the others. Um, the others have to be better. I think that, you know, we, we say the, the bench, they have some things to figure out, which <clears throat> they do. Um, but if we're talking championship quality basketball, <clears throat> those starters are going to play pretty much all the minutes. So um, it's, yes, <laughs> to stay the one seed and get to the playoffs, I think that they do need to figure a couple things out. Um, I'd like to see Troy Brown in the lineup a little bit more. Um, but I, I, I really think that Jaden McDaniels is an X factor for this team. Yeah. I mean, you get 28 off the bench, you know, you get, you, you get 28 points off the bench. 
like I said, between Mike and Rudy, they're going to do their thing. Between Mike and Rudy, you got 18 points, 18 rebounds, and eight assists. <laughs> you know, like, that's, you know, that's... That's what they need out of them. Everybody did like, what they needed to do tonight except for... Right. You, you, I mean, maybe maybe you could say, okay, well, we, we, we need Mike in the 11 range, but... You know what you really need is you need Jaden to be in the fifteen to twenty range, and then and then you're comfortable. You're winning comfortably because you're exactly. getting that production out of that. Exactly. If he makes if he makes that those numbers, um, we're not. It's a whole another conversation, and it it doesn't matter who's taking shots at the end of the game because we probably win by eight nine points. And, and you know, here's the thing. Um, and, and and this is more just speaking on the lines of like this is why this is so important to get that balanced um and and optimize every position is you know Ant and Cat are gonna have bad games. <clears throat> that that that's just going to happen. And you need somebody else that is consistent in putting up numbers in case you need to call on that person to put up even bigger numbers than normal. You know what I mean? Because your stars are having a bad game. So, yep. Jay McDaniel is going to have to figure it out um, and and quick. <laughs> because, like you said, they they are. You don't get Mike Conley for many more years, um, and you've got an Anthony Edwards who we want to be in Minnesota for his entire career. Um, and so there's 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 no time um, to we we need it now. Like you said, and it's it's it can be a lot to ask of a twenty three year old, but they paid him enough that he's expected to do that. Yeah, well, at bare minimum, give enough energy to get average more than one point two rebounds. Orlando, and then Boston on a back to back. How do they respond? Those are two really tall orders. And, we shall and, see, and and and. and, and and you pretty much have to sell out to try to win the Orlando game in a place that you very rarely win and that you always seem to stink up traditionally um, because I really don't think you want to go into Boston last game of a long road trip, second night of a back-to-back, having lost four out of five games. That, that's, that I, that's almost insurmountable odds. Obviously, that's why they play the games. But I think if you're the Timberwolves, you are putting anything and everything you have into winning this Orlando game, so you can split this and nine and seven, even in you know, even with losing four out of six as opposed to five out of six to come out of that stretch nine and seven, um, I think would feel a lot different, especially with the win at Orlando and. Obviously, if they come out with a win at Boston, that night seven feels a whole lot different. But that is a tall, 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 tall. <laughs> I agree. Well, um, the way Anthony Edwards left the court tonight, um, I would be a little um, worried if I was the Magic because <laughs> um, he's a dog, and uh, he. I'm, I'm sure, like I said before, he is expressing himself and his thoughts in that locker room. And uh, if he is the leader that the team claims that he is, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, come out and that fire 
possibly be lit. Yeah, well, they got they they need everybody to play well against Orlando because Orlando has a lot of they they have a very good team when they're on their game, and I think they'll be very confident against the Timberwolves. So not only are you playing, you know, a, a much improved Orlando team, but you're playing a team that has beaten you consistently, especially in their building, um, and and they're very their players are very confident playing against your players. And so I do think that they're going to have to really smother Orlando, and that's not going to be an easy task. They they really have their work cut out for them, I think, losing this game and losing it by not executing down the stretch, um, whether that execution be the turnovers by Rudy or the missed shots by Cat or, you know, even if you want to question Finch's play calling and not – running a play for Ant to get a shot, um, you could say then that's coaching execution. Um, however you want to look at it, they didn't get the job done. And now they really, in order to not come back to Minnesota limping and questioning a lot of things, um, they need to win at least one of these next two games. Well, mark my words, um, Orlando's going to be having their hands full um, come Tuesday, and, and I, I hear you. Um but I, I, I think, I think Anthony Edwards is a dog, and uh, I, I know when a player is frustrated, and I know him, or at least I know what I've seen of him on, on, uh, on, on interviews, and and how he operates, and I think that he let his team have it, um, and and Jaden McDaniels is probably, I know he's he's his running mate and wants him to be, but probably um, one of the main focuses of that conversation, so. Yeah, that's gonna be it. I I I agree. We'll see. We'll see what happens, though. Um, it, it's uh, we're gonna find out. You know, they talked a lot about trust earlier this year, and it's easy to have trust when the ball's bouncing your way. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit difficult, more difficult to have trust when you make the when you make the extra pass or you make the right play, and the guys don't knock them down. So uh-huh. have to see. You know, it's like there's a balance there. We we don't necessarily want Ant taking hero shots, but at the same time, guys got to make shots. Yep. Cause he gonna get his. He gonna get. He gonna get his either way. Yep. And guys got to make plays because, you know, that's what trust is. When your suit, when your when your best score, when when your best player, overall player, right now, I would say, trust to make the play. And the play gets made. Now you have a team that's truly playing with trust. When the play doesn't get made, it cracks into that yep. that that crust, that outer crust of first layer. <laughs> Too many misses, and it's like, okay, I got this on my own. And that's that's what we. Uh, I feel like that was that was the uh, that was tonight. Um, it looked like it looked like that. <laughs> That crack. Um, so, like you said, they talked about it. We'll see how they respond. Um, but they've got they've got two games, and then one should be winnable game, and then they go play probably the hottest team in the NBA right now in the Clippers. So, yep, that's they've got, uh, they've and, got and the work Memphis team coming into town. <clears throat> yep, with the job. Well, got, start start with Tuesday, Wednesday, and uh, 
And we'll be back on Sunday, back in full swing and action, as I feel like we still have this holiday holiday woe over us. Um, but um, starting back up next week, hopefully we are just as rejuvenated and activated as these Timberwolves are going to be. Three out of four, they have lost in a very difficult back-to-back coming up. Happy New Year to everyone out there. I hope you enjoyed your time with family and friends bringing in the new year and also celebrating the holidays, whatever holidays you may celebrate and however you may acknowledge them. And um, yeah, the Wolves have not started off 2024 with a bang, um, but they'll bounce back. Ultimately, it's a long season still yet to go. Um, They're not in a horrible position. This is their toughest stretch. If they come out of their toughest stretch, you know, tied for first place or even better still in first place. Um, then, then we'll see how they navigate the back-to-backs that, you know, they have a lot of coming up. So we'll see how it goes. They'll be all right. There's the Wolves. And uh, we ain't going down that rabbit hole again. The boys going to be just fine. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the coach and the culture will be coming to the uh, coming to you from the dream shop next Sunday uh, and be happy to be back on YouTube and be in video with you all again. And I forgot what I was going to say. It's gone. We're tired. I'm Frank. That's Lance. That's Lloyd. That's <laughs> Peace.